Welcome back to the Remote Players Nerdcast, episode 22, the first episode of 2022. Ah, didn't Whoa. realize that we were doing that. How about that shit? Yeah, it's good stuff. We should have played it <laughs> off like we did that on purpose. Uh, as you can, X-Files shit. <laughs> as, you can, uh, as you can tell, I'm back with Phoenix as per usual. Phoenix, how's it going? Dude, we're chilling here. How about you? Yeah, pretty good, all things considered. Unemployed, living that life right now. Uh, lots of games to be played, so at least there's that. Game Pass keeping me afloat, keeping my bank account in order. Uh, not too bad. Uh, yes. So we just we just got finished about a half an hour talk about the Book of Boba Fett and Star Wars. And uh, now that we've gotten that out of our system, we're going to talk about the games we're playing. And then we'll get to our talking point, which is uh, what our ideal RPGs would be, uh, what they'd be like. You'll see. Uh, we'll get there. Um, so unless you have anything to throw out there, uh, unrelated to games you're playing, I'll start it off. Uh, I'm good. Let's rock. All right, cool. Cool. So um, I only have a few... Uh, I have a kind of a notable mention because I did not play this game for very long, but there's a black a game on Game Pass called Black, which was pretty well reviewed and was, I believe, a 360 game. It's kind of like a counterterrorism first person shooter. Uh, did not enjoy this game at all. Um, it felt like like a like the graphics were kind of like a step or two or maybe even three above Goldeneye. And all the guns kind of sucked. It was just a bunch, you know, like the typical a bunch of enemies keep popping up from seemingly nowhere. Like, oh, hey, there was a guy standing there a second ago that I killed. And now there's another guy standing there that I have to kill, uh, you know, clearing out different areas until they're cleared. And you can get a access card or a key or whatever and then move on to the next area. Um, the less said about this game, the better. You had not heard of it. Not worth actually, it. I just actually I just looked it up and I do remember this um, on this cover now. And when you said 360, that's what threw me off. I remember this game on PS2. That, ah, okay. That's probably why the that's probably why the graphics are even more trash. Yeah, they're not good. It's I mean, you know what? I'm sure there's like a fan base that loved this game. There has to be a reason that it made its way on like remastered on Game Pass. And I was just kind of looking for a shooter or something to kill some time. And this was not the one. Um, I don't even really think that we need to touch on it anymore. Um, <laughs> so the main game that I played over the last, I don't know, about a week, four or five days, something like that, is I, uh, I took the plunge and I started playing Boyfriend Dungeon. And it is awesome. I didn't... I honestly... <laughs> I had seen it on, you know, it's on Switch, right? Yes, it is. So it's on Switch. I'm playing it on Game Pass because that's kind of where I live right now. And um, I uh, I didn't really know anything about this game. Like, I, I didn't look at the description or anything. I just kept hearing how much people loved it. So I started I'm playing it not knowing anything. And I didn't realize that there was, like, a very strong... Uh, gay overtone to it, which is I have no problem with. It's great. Um, but you play a character and you kind of like move into this space with your cousin and he's trying to set you up on your first date and you're like uh, the game goes, it's like it's like two different Oh, crap. Yeah, I hear you. So, um I cut out there for a second where I'm just going to leave that in. People can enjoy, uh, enjoy my little space of uh, not hearing anything. <laughs> um, so like you, there's kind of like two different mechanics in this game. There's an over, there's a map that like shows you the whole neighborhood and it's like the mall and an armor shop and all these different places. And you can go to the different places and there's people there and you can go on dates with them and the dates, you kind of answer questions and respond with dialogue and you try to increase your relationship level with them but these people are also weapons like they can turn into swords and you can wield them at the mall and the mall is a dungeon. So you start on the first floor of the mall and you basically have to fight your way through uh, 
like gramophones and cell phones and all sorts of weird things trying to hurt you to find the escalator, go downstairs to the next level. And, you know, and there's secret passageways and things to finding vending machines where you can buy health items. And then when you die, it takes you back to your apartment or you can choose to leave them all. Then you go back to your apartment, you have a cell phone, you can check messages on the phone and respond to them. It's usually the people that you're dating. So, I mean, like the overall idea is when you wield someone at the mall as a weapon, you're increasing your relationship with them and you're just trying to continue to increase that relationship. I assume I haven't beaten the game yet until you fall in love with one of these people and they become your primary weapon. So it's not entirely gay themed which would be fine if it was but there's all i have met a female sword as well but there's definitely a strong gay overtone which i texted to phoenix i did not realize and he was like oh boy you really must have been surprised by that (laughs) um but uh i love this game like it's definitely a solid mixture of visual novel and dungeon uh, action like action adventure dungeon crawler and uh i've read that it's only like 10 hours long, which is kind of like a really ideal amount of time for a game like this anyways. Um, what do you know about this game? Like, you've obviously looked into it. Yeah, that was the game. So in the very beginning, it was a Steam-hyped game, I think. You know, usually a lot of games like that, like, it comes on Steam first, and then it becomes Switch or whatever at some point. But, um, yeah, it was like all the rays, and I remember it. And then it was like Dungeon Crawler, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... I'm usually in on that. But then it had like something, there was some kind of air of like um kind of like bugs, like bugs or kind of some kind of shitty issue that was going on with it. And I was like, I'll wait. And then I've I've just never come back around to it. I have not run into any bugs in this game. Um it's been smooth sailing. It's been a decent like the thing about the visual novel portion, portion, because I know that could be a turnoff for you and for some other people, and I don't mind visual novels, but you kind of get to choose. Like, you can, you, when you look at the map, it'll have like an exclamation mark next to a location that has a date available. So you don't have to go on the dates. And the dates are usually like, they probably only take five or 10 minutes of reading the dialogue, making, you know, dialogue choices, and then you're out of the date. Uh, you know, and and then you can choose to go back to the mall pretty much any time you want, which weapon you want to use. And then you just have to spend some time in your apartment. In your apartment, there's like a table and you collect materials and then you can craft items at the table. So far, the only thing I've crafted seem to be things that I can give away as gifts, which is helpful on the dates. Um, but I think the, the game balances the visual novel aspect with the dungeon crawling aspect really well. Uh, and for free, I, I mean, that was the biggest selling point for me is I was like, well, I've heard this game is great. It's on game pass. So I feel like this is becoming like the remote players game pass podcast. But um, that was my primary game over the last week. So I, I'm really enjoying it. I would highly recommend it unless you're, homophobic or something like that, in which point you should not be listening to this podcast anyways, because we don't need you. Um, but <laughs> uh, unless you have anything to add to Boyfriend Dungeon, we can move on to the game we've been playing together. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely, I keep forgetting that it's on Game Pass. I definitely need to download it and just, uh, but that's the problem. If I, if I play it for an hour, you know, I'll be like, this is awesome. And then I won't want to stop. Pause. <laughs> Well, but there is this. Dude, if there was a, I don't, we definitely don't need this, but if there was like a Game Pass for Nintendo, like games, holy shit. Oh, yeah. Nintendo's never doing that for us, though. No, they never are. That would be like, I if mean, they did, it'd be like $800 a month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the Nintendo Switch Online is kind of similar-ish, except you don't really download the games, you just play them in the app. But the plus side is they don't really leave. So there's that. Right. But it's uh, it's all old stuff. There's not like you're not getting any, you know, you're never. I mean, the thing about Game Pass is like you get the Microsoft Studio games day one. Some of them anyways. I mean, we're about to get Rainbow Six in a week and a half week or week, whatever. I'm um, excited for that. Yeah, I'm gonna play that one. I mean, you know, and Forza was day one and uh, Back for Blood was day one. Like 
Nintendo is never going to do something where it's like, here's a first party game made by Nintendo Studios. We're giving it to you for free. That's never happening. It's never going to be a thing. Oh my god! They don't want. No, they don't like, even. They don't want to discount their shit, much less give it away for free. Right. I don't, like the only thing, the only way I could know them ever doing that is if it was like really premium pay, like eighty to a hundred a month or some shit. And they would like, like let me. Uh, you may download one of these games each month. Yeah, it's like right. Basically, I'm just buying it. Cool. And we would be like, this is the minutes. best deal ever. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I've been waiting for um, to pay the money. money. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the other game, which we're both going to talk about, which we played for I don't know, like two, two or three hours the other night. And we'll probably yeah. get back to is we've been playing. Um, was it Aliens? Uh, Fire team, which um, I mean, there's nothing to it. It's just a horde, a horde game on a spaceship, um, you know, with all the familiar alien types from the film franchise. So you kind of like, you know, we both join up on a squad. You pick your character and your loadout. You have like some special moves that build up over time. And then you go through different rooms and hordes attack you and, you you know, there's ammo and health. And eventually you get to a room or two where you have to hit a button and the major horde is going to come. And then you fight that horde off and you go to the extraction. I mean, it's it's a rinse and repeat. I mean, that's second extension is similar ish, except it's a much bigger world with more objectives. There aren't really objectives in aliens as much as you're like going on a linear path through the ship. Um but like the hordes, the hordes look good and it feels good. I think that your chief com- complaint, and it's something that I kind of thought too, is like I don't think that any of the classes are necessarily built for me. I've just been using like the gunner, which is basically you know like two heavy guns and you can drop uh, what is it? You could drop a grenades. grenade, and you have these this ability when you hit the uh, left shoulder button to speed everybody up, speed up and increase everybody's strength in, in shots and aim. So um, I like this game. I wouldn't play it by myself, but I think it's fun to play with a friend. Um, Cause you know, yeah. you, you get, you get a team of three people you get an AI player, which is probably like the best or, and or the most effective AI person I've ever seen in a game. Cause that dude, like he takes a ticket and keeps on going. Like it's, it's, it, it he, gets knocked down we don't even really need to get a map yeah he's um, a pretty good character <laughs> he also like when you look at the stats at the end he's always delivered the most damage out of the three of us so yeah i was like what the fuck he's doing work <laughs> yeah pretty much so uh you know i'll turn it over to you for your thoughts and feelings on it i so honestly the i liked it like i really love aliens and um i really this kind of makes you feel like aliens uh, too, like you know, like when they sent like Bill Paxton and all those people into that, uh, like what, like stranded, what was it called, some kind of base or whatever. It felt like aliens too, where where it was like that, like soldiers going into an alien base or a, a base taken over by aliens. It it feels cool. It's really great, like you know, like just like aliens, but. I felt like the classes were not like, you know, me, I kind of like rogue or like medic or something and they have a medic, but it's not really, it didn't feel like I was a medic. It felt like I was just a soldier that had like a pack that I could drop that would heal people. But even then, like I had to like, the healing was kind of weird on it. Like I had to like collect, like you have to like pick up those healing, um, first aid kits to refill your charge like that's that's weird like i don't know that that was to me was kind of weird and the uh, other classes just didn't really tickle my fancy i guess the other classes are like soldier and then it was like what was that called like demolition or some shit there's like a big gun yeah and the other the other one was like technician that had like some kind of the guy could put out like uh turrets and I think that was it, right? I think it was just four classes. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I kind of wanted some... Oh, it was like a tank class, like a guy with a big shield. Which I was like, we're fighting fucking aliens. Like, motherfucker, a shield? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like pretty much. Good, it might be good for like one alien, but like a horde of aliens? Like, I feel like that shield's going to get fucked up. <laughs> 
so that was kind of weird. And then the guy that had the shield, he only had a pistol. I was like, you would think you would have like a shield and like some kind of sawed off shotgun or something. I don't know. That would be the natural thing to think. Right. Uh, I don't know. It was, it's good. I think this will like hold us or hold me until extraction. Cause I think extraction is kind of like what I'm really waiting for as far as this kind of game goes, but it's good for yeah. now. And there's like, there's like no one online just so everyone, uh, in Serbia is listening that seems like there's no one online if you're uh, dying to play this game with with people that are random. Yeah, come join us. <laughs> we need a, we need <laughs> another AI is okay, but it would be better if it was a person. Yeah. Uh I don't know, like it's it's cool. Like this game though is just kind of like a I feel like this is one of those games where it came out and it it came and went so fast. Pause. That I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even register this in my head as a. I didn't even hear about this game really making waves, and I bet you now that the whoever was playing it online is not playing it. I doubt it's going to even continue to really do much. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. It's it's going to be a short lived game, but it's a good placeholder. You know, it's like a good body game. Not much more than that. It's not a whole lot of. Not a substance to it, but it, it 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 serves a decent purpose for the time being. What I, what I do like about it is that, like, we started the game and like what after like five minute video, if that, you're like already able to play with friends. You don't you don't have to go through like a tutorial. Like it yeah, was just like true. immediately. I wish more games could do that. Just they just trust that you like have played a shooter and you know how to like at least pick a class and go on. Right, right, yeah. There, it, it definitely is fast. Like you don't have to, uh, you don't waste a lot of time, um, having to do any, uh, you know, tutorials or, or it, you like you do this one little thing, create your character, and then you're dropped right in there. And then you can invite a friend right away. Right. You know, like usually whenever I start a game, I'm like, well, let me get through this like thirty minutes of tutorial mission stuff, but. Yeah, this game was like, all right, see ya. Right. <laughs> so, and that pretty much uh, wraps up what I've been playing. Uh, I'm sure with Game Pass and the new free time, I'll have some more next time, but I will turn it over to Phoenix and his games for the last two weeks. All right. So, I haven't, uh, yo, I've been playing Switch. I've like kind of went back to Switch Phoenix uh, mode lately. Like, I've been playing. Uh, voice of cards on the switch was i mentioned i think like an episode two ago that i that i had downloaded because it was on sale and you know me like card based stuff it's it's gonna happen at some point um but this one i was excited excited about because it's like you're playing on tabletop it's entirely card based like there's no graphics or there's no like graphical like attacking anything that um and it's pretty much like you're playing. If you if anyone's played Dungeons and Dragons, it's kind of like we have a DM, like a dungeon master. It's kind of like you have one person that is just narrating the story. Uh, that person narrates for every character in the game, and it's like it's just really good. It feels like you're playing like a tabletop D and D kind of card based game. Um, and I really hope Square Enix does more of these. Like I know it's probably like a super niche market for this but i'm willing to bet they made like a couple of thousand dollars off of this shit probably for sure like it's i've seen people that i've seen people in my like switch um friends list that i know are like rpg kind of folks been playing this so it's it it's probably making enough money to i i would hope to warrant another one um they could always just make voice of cards and then the other one could just be named okay so the full the full title of this is Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, which is trash. The name is trash. <laughs> yeah, it's but, not good. Yeah, it's not good. But um, I, what they could do is just keep it going with, like, Voice of Cards, and then, you know, whatever another story of it could be is just blah, blah, blah. So, you know, like, I feel like they could keep this, like, series going, and, like, the story ends and it's buttoned up. So I don't think it's going to be like a series. So anyway, it's 15, 20 hours. 
um, depending on how like super serious you get into it, um, you you like level up really easily. Uh, you don't really have to grind. You, if you just play the story, you'll like be way over level. But at the end of the game, um, even though I was super over level, like the the final uh, the final boss or whatever is like actually pretty hard. So that was like the first time I was actually like met with a true challenge, just like the final boss. So that's that's kind of shitty. If if people had just been burning through the story, and then they get to the final boss and they're just like, oh shit, like they might actually have to grind. But um, it's, even if they did grind, it would take literally like fucking. 20 minutes if that probably to catch up if you needed to right um, i will say like whenever you encounter a battle it it's not like a loading screen because everything kind of feels like you're always on the same screen it's just that the character the guy who's playing like the guy who's telling you the story like brings a like a second like tray out like a wooden board that has like your characters and stuff like that on it with like dice and all that on it. So it looks like someone's bringing you like a, all right, this is the battle screen. And they give you the, they lay it on the table. That like animation from like an enemy encounter to like the person laying it down to where you can actually move your character cards is kind of like, I don't know, I want to say like 10 seconds. Doesn't sound long, but it's it's long enough to be like, when you run to a random battle and you're like, at the end of the game, you're just kind of like, all right, all right, dude. Like, I just want to fucking get to the pot part now, you know? Like, that can kind of drain your time a little bit. Um, but seriously, though, the game is super good. Like, I think if anyone is a uh, is fine with cart based or into any like Square Enix RPG shit, like this is a must play. Um, I think it's like 15, 20 hours. That's how. That's how much I would say, and I think it's worth it. Yeah, that's not bad. 15 or 20 hours isn't bad at all. Yeah, I would say 15, honestly. Like, 20 is probably for people that are, like, really wanting to grind, and, like, they just they just got to do, like, everything and, you know, talk to everybody or whatever. I was, like, kind of like that, but I think I ended up at 17 hours, so it's good. I'm, I know you're probably hardcore out, but if you see it on sale for, like, Five dollars someday, it's worth it. Yeah, for five dollars, I might try something like that. I mean, I wouldn't hold my breath, but that would that would be the right price. Yeah, I mean, like I keep having to say though, it's made by Square Enix. It's definitely not a shitty production. Like they definitely threw all they could at it. And um, like I said, if you if you like card based games, it's just like a really good well-made game um but unless you have anything to add to it i'll move on yeah i'm good all right so la was it last week or something i just was like really kind of in the mood for a yakuza game and i was going to start at yakuza zero but then i noticed that they're gone now like zero through Five is gone. I think it's just six and like a dragon is left. I want to say it's like they, six and like a dragon. They just left too. Like I had that notification that like, you know, play these before they're gone. And I was like, oh, it looks like they're gone though, man. Yeah. So I really like Yakuza games. I played the first one, the Kiwami or I don't know. What, I don't know what the original name was, but they ended up remastering it and it's called Kiwami. And I liked it a lot. Um, I could do without the combos though. Like the story is amazing in Yakuza games, but the the combo stuff, you know, it's just not me. Like you know, Y Y Y X X B and like A. Like I just that stuff gets old to me because you end up doing like the same thing every time. That's what I feel like at least. Like I end up feeling like I get like three or four combos that I like rotate around, and then it's that's just the game. Um. But so this new one, dude, holy shit. I had forgotten that it was that they switched it to a turn based RPG. And this is so much better. Like, it's just like, because now, now you can walk around, do all the cool stuff you want to do. Like, the, the exploring like Japan or Tokyo 
in the Yakuza games are just like really fun because there's like all these side quests to do. You can walk into like little places and check out the food and like so if you get the right combination, you can level up your character with it. Like there's a bunch of like really good side stuff to do. Um, but when you finally come across a random encounter, um, now I don't have to feel like I'm sitting there going, you know, combo, 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 which I know some people love that shit, but for me, it's way better to just sit here and pick my moves and just let the character, you know, act it out or whatever. Um, but it's it's also one of those RPGs that is engaging where you kind of have to like, uh, if you press block at the right time, your character will make a perfect block and like lessen the damage. Like it's got some stuff that keeps you engaged. You're not just sitting there watching them like the entire time. Um, this this is probably like my favorite kind of RPG, dude. Like if if more games could be, could be like this, like a modern RPG. Um, like I, I think I told you, I got a character. This is not spoiling anything. I got a character that's um, homeless man, and he's like um, he's like the mage, but like his fire like. It's like a fire, like I would say a fire spell, but his spell is basically he drinks alcohol and then he blows out and he holds like, uh, uh, what do I want to say, a lighter. So like it lights on the fire at the person and then it burns them. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do for lightning or something like that. That'd be really cool to <laughs> yeah, see. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but it's really like the way that they make... Um, the way that they made this character into a mage is just like kind of exciting, honestly. Like I, I just love when people like reimagine uh, characters. Um, so anyway, the char- the main character, uh, I forgot his name. The main character is Ichiban, I guess is the name. Uh, he's like really into Dragon Quest, and they freaking they mention Dragon Quest like a lot. I don't know how that's how's that able to happen because like. Dragon Quest is Square Enix, right? And this is yeah. by Sega. I don't know how they get around that, unless it's just like, unless it's just friendly. I mean, you would think that they would kind of avoid boosting another game, but I guess yeah. it also takes place. It takes place in Japan, and I'm sure like everybody in Japan is just like, okay, Dragon Quest. They're just like that's probably just their shit. I don't know, but ba- basically, the character is obsessed with Dragon Quest. And um, at some point, I, I recently just got to the point actually where he sees, he starts seeing your random encounters as like dragon quest encounters. And he feels like he's on a quest and he feels like he's going to help these people. And you're basically climbing the ranks of like Yakuza uh, style, like mafia stuff. And so, anyway, dude, it's like, the way they weave the story together is so good, dude. Like, I swear, this game has like one of the best stories I've ever played in RPG. Like, it's super good, and it takes a while to get into. Like, it's like a straight hour in the beginning, with the with a little bit of fit fighting mixed in. But like, it's like a straight hour in the beginning of just watching the story get set up, and it's really interesting and compelling. But I could see a bunch of people being like, oh, "This is fucking like skip," and they'll just skip it, and they won't get like full like they won't get the whole vibe of the story so um, i don't know i i really do think this game is like i remember getting a lot of praise but it kind of like came and went really fast and i don't know i feel like this game is like probably one of my favorite games that's gonna end up like sticking with me for a long time just because of the character of it and everything Um, i'm definitely gonna check it out at some point but not there quite yet because I got so many other things going on. Yeah, this this is a game that I would, um, unlike me, uh, I would highly suggest only playing this game. Because, like I said, the story would engross you so good that... Wow, is that, is that a pause? I don't know if that's a pause or not. <laughs> <laughs> you would get engrossed in the story so much that... Um, I Like, if I could, like, if I didn't have kids and a job and wife and all that shit i would probably just be like a hundred percent in a chair watching this uh playing this game because it's like the story is so good i want i want to know what happens next um so i don't know man like i definitely highly said highly suggest it but yeah i totally get it it's like it's probably i think it's like a 40 hour game so probably not worth it right now if you got other stuff going on (laughs) 
Yeah, it'll be on the list eventually, but right now I'm going to try to stay strong. I'll be playing it tomorrow, probably. Well, you know, that'll be how strong I am from that. <laughs> kind of how it goes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll move on, really. Um, I pretty much covered, I think, what I want to say with that. Um, I guess this is my other thing with the game that I really enjoy, which I don't really know if this how to say this, but I do agree. I do like that this game doesn't westernize the characters. Like you know how you play a lot of Japanese games and like the characters look like they're from England or some shit. Yeah. Um, I I do like, and I know it's weird to say that because this game takes place in Japan, but I seem like they always do this, where like they westernize their characters i don't know if that's like an appeal to make them to make other countries buy the game or something i really don't know the reason why but um it just looks like it looks like it takes place in japan and the characters look japanese and i'm like i really wish more games made by them did that i don't know i don't know if that's like uh, i don't know how to say it right like this it just feels like um i wish more games would do this <laughs> So uh, my last quick mention here is I've never played an Assassin's Creed game, which I'm sure every time I say that, people are like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Uh, The story, man, from the outside, I've always been like, it was one of those games that like, dude, you got to admit that they came out so fucking much that I was just like, no, like, I'm not going to like. No, they're they're coming out like every other day. It felt like, and I was just like, dude, these games can't be good. They're coming out every other day. Like I was just like kind of snooty about it. Um, I think the early ones were like probably not ones that I'm dying to play, but um, the one that I'm playing now, which is Black Flag, has always been one that kind of interested me because it's pirates, and it seemed like everyone kind of like that game the most or more out of all the other random ones that came out. So yeah, I finally started to play that. And yeah, it's my shit. It's uh <laughs> I'm a it's like basically I always like whenever anyone knows me, and I probably said it a lot in this cast, whenever I play any character I can pick, I usually want to pick to be a thief or a rogue or maybe a ranger, but you know, basically like some kind of like slick shadow character and this game is like a hundred percent that and i was like oh yeah this is my shit this is definitely my shit for sure dude like all these uh all these cool assassinations and uh basically like daggers and just like quick kills is like really fun which sounds like i'm a horrible person (laughs) 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 but uh it's really cool to like embody this character that i always play all the time anyway which is like you know, slick thief. So I really like it. I do have to say one thing. This Anubis, Anubis, that has got to go. That shit is the dumbest shit. Um, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand it. Like I'm playing the game. It was just awesome opening scene of me or me, my character, whoever. Patrick, I guess the name. What is the name? Edward, I think. It, I think yeah, it is. yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think it's Edward. And um. The character is like blasting off a ship and you're like in a you're like in a fucking like boat battle or whatever like you're shooting cannons at each other and then you like run around and you're doing like you know you're doing your cool free running stuff and you're like catching up with this guy who is like an actual assassin and you take over his take over his job to be an assassin like you impersonate him pretty much anyway and then it pulls you out and it's like, all right, the simulation is over. And here's like, here's the future. And you're walking around in the studio and I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, it was, I had, so I don't know anything about the story before this. So I'm just like completely taken out of the game. And now I'm walking around like an office and it's like, here's your cubicle. And here's, this is where you're going to play this assassin's, uh, play this assassin story or his memory or something. I'm just like, what in the hell? Um, so I took a minute to like, look up more about this to like, understand it. I saw a lot actually of fans of the game 
were like, please remove this for the love of fucking Christ. Because they were just, they they had the same kind of thing I said, where it's like, it just jars you. Like, you're just kind of like, you're really engrossed in this character. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're back in a fucking office. And it was just like, really? I don't think we need this. So my pitch is, dude, hear me out. Seriously. It's fucking assassins and Templars. They're fighting each other. And they contr- they're fighting over who controls time or some shit like that. And they send people back in time to basically like take out people that are important at certain times in history. Dude, come on. That would have been a badass game. It sounds kind of like Terminator or something shit like that. And I, I think they're kind of doing that with this game, kind of anyway. But I just feel like you don't need the whole simulation, whatever that Anibis thing is. It's definitely my least favorite part of the game. Uh, but, you know, you'd think if, like, people complained about it or hated it so much from previous games, they would have taken it out. So maybe they were missing something about it. I know. And like I said, I'm new to the series. So I don't, I don't know. I just, just for me as a beginning player, this is, like, super jarring. I saw that it was still in, the, in Valhalla. I looked it up. And it's in Valhalla. Like, the person is, like, this Viking, and he's, like, running around like a computer world. And it's just like, what? Like, I don't know, dude. I feel yeah, like, I'm not sure either, to be honest. It feels like something, like, they made it in the beginning, and now it's so deep in the story of it that they are scared to remove it. Or how would you explain it, I guess, is probably how the biggest thing. Like, how do you explain that this is not a part of the game anymore? Right. It's, it's almost like it really needs, like, a relaunch. They need, like, a new, like, Assassin's Creed 1 and just, like, start from scratch with, like, a new a new game or maybe a new title, like Assassin something, and you just fucking relaunch. I don't because, know. I mean, they, they seem to sell pretty well the way that they are, so I'm, I doubt that they're going to just... Uh, I mean, they should do like an offshoot or something like that instead of just relaunching it, because the brand is too established. I know. I just... To be honest, though, like I love this game. Like I really do like it. I just... like it, That part of it like makes me like not even want to like play any others. I'm just like, I don't want to like go through this like computer shit. Like, and now that I'm... Now that I'm now, now that I know like the animus stuff is it exists, I'm like scared of the next moment that I'm like pulled out of the world. And I'm like, great. At some point, I'm not going to be a cool pirate running around Havana, Cuba anymore. I'm going to be like a computer person working around the office. I don't know. I'm sure those moments don't last long. I'm just like scared of like when that happens. I'm like, oh no, I don't want to do this. I just want to be a pirate. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. How do you like the sailing? Honestly, I've just been run, walking around fucking up people. I haven't even done the sailing a lot. Oh, yet, fair enough. But it is. Yeah, but I like it a lot. Like I, what I've done so far, far was, um, you know me. I got caught up in, in fucking like whenever I see that skull, I'm like, oh hell yeah! I get to like sneak and do like some kind of assassination thing. So I pretty much have been just doing a lot of that. Um, and then there's some missions that are like sneak into here and you can't be caught and whatever whatever and so i'm like oh this sounds fun but it takes like four or five tries so this thing you know it's like an hour of time gone so basically i'm up to my same shit (laughs) i'm gonna end up being back in this game at some point too probably just because we're talking about it it's good it's really good like something there is something about ubisoft games that i just don't like i don't know what it is Something about their games just don't feel right. And I think the thing that doesn't feel right with me is the combat of this game. It's fun, but it's something about it. It feels like turn-based. Or have you? Do you remember that at all? Uh, in this game? No. I mean, it's I don't... Like, it's not as action-adventure as some other games, but it definitely doesn't feel... T- I don't remember any Assassin's Creed games feeling like turn-based. Not like turn, but I guess what I'm saying is like you could basically 
press Y and your character attacks, and then someone else is gonna like try to hit you, and you can like press B to counter. So it ends up feeling kind of like I'm just sitting there like hitting counter, hitting Y, hitting counter, hitting Y. And like oh I said, yeah, for I sure. I don't hate it. It just kind of feels like the combat feels like not what I expected. I guess I guess I expected more like XXX to like do a combo and then like Y to like finish them. I guess I expected like mm. a like a um, Yakuza kind of. I guess I expected that kind of thing, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a little I different than that. Sure. I don't hate it. It's just it's just kind of like hmm. I didn't expect this to be the the combat like this. It's definitely. I'd actually, I'd actually don't want to do the combo. I just expected the combo thing. Yeah. All right. Well, my quick mission was longer than I thought, so I'm good on that. All right. Well, then I guess we will move on to the final bit, which is our talking point. And uh, I'll lead off with this one. And the topic is, if we could make the perfect RPG, what would it be? And I think there's going to be a decent amount of similarities between the two of them. And I'm just going to run through mine kind of quickly, and then you can run through yours, and then maybe we can just uh, meet in the middle and discuss a little. Okay. Um, so, like, my big bullet points are, like, uh, I had written, like, 35 hours or less, but I'm actually feeling more like 30 hours or less. Like, I don't mind an RPG that's, like, 60, 70, 80 hours. Even the occasional, like, Dragon Quest Eleven at 100 hours, like, every once in a while is fine. But, like, 30 would be good for me so that I could play more games or RPGs. Uh, right. But, you know, now nowadays, games, like, the, the standard is becoming, like, 80 to 100 hours because all the other games are doing that. Um, so it's 30 is kind of where I would be at. Um, I would need a battle system that's turn-based right along the lines of like the Dragon Quest games. Um, I mean, I like an action RPG, but if I have to pick between turn-based and action RPG, I'm definitely going to go turn-based on that one. Uh, I wouldn't have parties that are more than five members, but actually looking at uh, some stuff that you wrote, like I actually think four members is probably more reasonable um, and I don't want anything that has any draws or pulls or anything resembling any gacha mechanics, which I think just eliminates most of like the mobile RPGs. Um, right. Not like many console games are doing pulls or stuff like that. Uh, I mean, I don't care whether, you know, like whether it's like, a you know, some RPGs you start out with your party right away or others you have to collect them along the way. Like it doesn't make a discernible difference to me. I just don't want it to be. Uh, you know, like eight people like Octopath or anything like that. Um, right. And I think the grinding should be balanced. You know, like one of my biggest complaints with a lot of RPGs is you'll start out the game and you grind and you level quickly. And then, you know, I, as it should make sense, like it takes longer to get to the higher levels. But what I don't like is reaching a boss where I've been, it's been balanced and I'm having a challenge, but I'm not getting crushed. And all of a sudden I get to a boss that crushes me over and over again and requires me to, to grind for like two, three, four or five hours. I mean, a lot of these RPGs add 15 or 20 hours just in grinding. And, um, yeah, right. you know, like grinding is fine. It's a mechanic that, we, you know, you and I are on any RPG gamers used to, but like a balance to it, like, you know, let me go grind for like half an hour, an hour and gain like a level or two in that time period instead of it taking me six hours to get one level. Um, and only to find out that that one level is not enough to go and beat the boss. Like, I just don't like, you know, there's, there's a back during lockdown, I was playing a lot of those Chemco uh, RPGs like the Legend of Tetrarchs and everything, and I really liked those. But it was like it would take thirty hours. They were they were pretty well timed. It would take like thirty hours to get to the main boss, and then when I got to the main boss, I found that I was like severely under level. And it's kind of like, how is it possible for me to get through everybody else to get to the main boss to be that far behind? Um, right. That's I true. just don't, you know, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, to be a little behind, sure, like, go back out and grind, but I, no, no game, you know, we're, we're now, like, you and I, other gamers like us, we're, like, it, it's ingrained in us to grind from the beginning, you know, like, oh, the, the, before the first, like, enemy I get to, I'm level 10, and that, that enemy is, like, level 2, and it's like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, but you do it too. because then all of a sudden you get to a boss where you're level 
40 and it's still level 80, you know, and it's like, well, how now I what well, now what am I supposed to do? You know, like, I, I mean, it, everybody picks up on it. They're all the RPGs are that, that way for the most part, especially the turn based ones. Uh, but I would just like the grinding to be more balanced. The bosses, boss fights to be a little more balanced. Like, I don't need to beat a boss on the first encounter. I don't mind losing to a boss. That makes sense. But I don't want to get to the final boss where I've been, you know, either, I mean, where I've mostly been able to beat all the enemies I'm getting to, and then, like, I get hit with one hit and I'm dead. Right. Um, so that's a big thing for me. Uh, I, I want, like, the story or the direction of the story to be kind of clear within the first hour. Uh, I don't want amnesia anymore. You know, I don't want <laughs> a random hero dropped into a foreign land and has to figure out why or where to go. Like, I want there to be a purpose behind RPGs. Uh, and, I mean, I don't need it in the first five minutes, but, like, within the first hour of wandering around and talking to people, I should know what what's happening and i don't want it to be the, the very standard like i don't know who i am but i'm in this place now and i'm going you know like if you had amnesia why would you feel compelled to save people that you don't remember or know right um the, like you know what game does that uh, <laughs> um ease like how many times at all i wake up like on a fucking island <laughs> all of them it's ridiculous <laughs> I love those games, but like that dude always fucking wakes up with like amnesia. Like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's the that's one. Um, I will say I'm gonna say one that I know is like gonna the only thing that'll probably clash. I don't know that you have this in yours specifically, but for me, a perfect RPG is not going to involve dice rolls or cards at all. Um and that's just they just don't work for me. You know, you know what I've realized part of it is, is when I'm playing and I think this is what the biggest disconnect is, is when I'm playing a video game, I don't want real life game command uh, mechanics to be involved. Like if I'm going to play a game where I'm rolling a dice, I want to roll the dice for, for legit. Like I don't want to roll a virtual dice. I think that's what the the disconnect for me is, is it just kind of feels like nonsense to me for whatever reason. So I don't want those mechanics, that. but the biggest thing, the most important thing for me of an RPG, because it's every RPG you play is the multiple foe endings where it's like, it. I beat the game. And then all of a sudden you're like, but now you have to beat this boss. And what really makes me angry are the games where you beat it. And then immediately, like, the boss comes back or they resurrect as a stronger one and immediately kill you. And it's like, okay, you gotta cool. start the so whole fight over again. Yeah, after you go out into the world and grind, which you think at this point you're finished doing. Um, right. You know, now, you know, we both played Dragon Quest Eleven. That had a foe ending, and I thought the ending and the foe ending of the game was great. Um, it was good. But, but in general, I want that expectation and mechanic and rpgs to be removed like when i get to the boss and i fight the boss if i beat the boss i do not want a super boss like that is not that is not my desire at all so that kind of rounds up uh what would make a perfect rpg for me i mean ideally and i didn't think this of this until just now but also like i think it's worth mentioning like what system i would ideally want my ideal rpg to be released on um just because like you know like if i were gonna have it be a, like an exclusive like i would want it on switch just so i could take it portable or play it on the tv um you know i mean i still think the 3ds is the best rpg gaming system slash device that's ever been released uh oh. the lineup the lineup for it is just undeniable uh so that kind of rounds up what i would be looking for and uh now i will uh, turn it over to Phoenix for his his bullet point. Well, I guess I guess I didn't think about this at first, but it would be cool to like. What do you think? What do you think the your like, your best RPG that you've played is then? Just so people can like have something like mm. as a baseline. There's two two games that come immediately to mind are Chrono Trigger and Dragon Quest Eleven. Um, I mean, yeah. Dragon Quest Eleven is hands down my favorite RPG that I've ever played, uh, and it's my favorite ending 
to to an RPG ever. But like, I think Chrono Trigger, having finally played it, uh, you know, it was like when we first started recording this podcast, I downloaded it on my phone. I ended up uh, playing it. I ended up playing it on the uh, the the Microsoft Duo Surface Duo. Um, yeah. Because I could kind of like do the touch screen, but I could also do the Xbox controller paired to it. Uh, so depending on where I was, I could do both. And since I had already bought it anyways, and it was on my Google Play, it was easy to re-download. Um, those are, I think Chrono Trigger is the gold standard of RPGs. Like, uh, I, you know, a lot of people have different Final Fantasies, especially 7 that a lot of people are in love with. I know a lot of people that are in oh, love with 9. Um, but... I think Chrono Trigger is like that, that gold standard for an RPG that every RPG gamer should play at some point after playing it. It's not like a 30 hour game. It's fantastic. Um, but uh, I I definitely think in modern times or, in, you know, whatever, the, the Dragon Quest Eleven is like my favorite one, hands down, of all time. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to actually go with Dragon Quest Eleven as one of my favorites. Another one that I'm going to say, my my baseline uh, would be Final Fantasy IX. <laughs> that that's one that, like, in my head, like I always go to right away. Uh, and I was just thinking about that actually, because Final Fantasy IX has like really good. <laughs> I know you're not going to like this, but it has a really good mini game of card battles, and you walk around and you can press square, and like you can like play anyone or any character in card games. So that might be why that fucking game is like one of my favorites, by the way. I didn't think about that till now. I mean, I think, a mini was... game, I think a mini game is, is cool. Like if it's, if it's an optional mini game or something like that, or like in the Witcher with Gwent, it's when it's like a, a fundamental game mechanic that I don't care for it. Oh, I get that too. Um, I would definitely, I guess another one I would say it's probably like special to me though. It was like Final Fantasy three slash six. That one is just super good. At the time when I was a kid, it was amazing. Um, damn, can, what other ones would I think of? Just right off my head. Anyway, I'll probably think of some soon. But I'll go through my my little needs here. Uh, I also would say like thirty five hours. I said thirty five. I'm saying thirty five because that that should be like the completionist hours <laughs> you know what i mean like oh that's fair. Want, like if that's the topping out at that amount yeah i want well i guess completionist could be longer but i i guess i want 35 to be like the bleed over worse like if you have done some side shit and you kind of grind it some more maybe more than you wanted to like 35 should be like the max like all right like that that to me is like that's a lot of time. Um, I really want the story to be compelling from the start. Like, dude, how many how many RPGs that we played that it's like right in the beginning? It's like an hour deep, and you're just like, what? Come on, like, you know like, what I like, don't like, want. In 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 uh, adding to that is like, and I think partially what you're getting at is like, I don't want to be in another RPG ever again where I'm in some kingdom and I'm walking through trying to find the king after an hour to speak to him so that he can tell me that I need to go to the next far off land to find someone like I don't, that's the type of thing I don't want to waste any time with anymore. Right. Um, I think, uh, I think Final Fantasy 10, I know I keep bringing up Final Fantasy games. That's weird, but Final Fantasy 10 kind of starts you off like right in the action and the story's happening and like something big just happened. Like, you know, remember that Santa or whatever, like destroys a city and you're kind of like running out of the city. It's just like, like right something after the game is being played. Right. After that ball game, blitz ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, it starts, it starts out really strong and like the story is just like, it gets you like invested quick and then you're, and then you're thrown in time. Like what? You're thrown ahead of time, but it's kind of like you went back in time because like the technology isn't the same. Right. And it's just, it's just like that kind of story is like a really like a really good story. It's like it, it picks you up immediately, and like you can't really like you don't you don't want to stop because you're like, what is happening in this world? And I feel like some games, like they do that damn that damn amnesia thing, where you're just kind of like, 
you got to go through this amnesia thing of like, where am I at? Let me figure this out. Oh, I met like a girl on the beach who was like the healer. And she's going to like, oh, I'll help you out. And like, and you go to that whole like basic thing. Like, we're done with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I'm done with that too. I would say, I, I kind of like the, I like the fun or creative battle systems. Like something like, something like Persona, I would say is like creative where it's like, you know, the push turns, like it's not standard. It's, it's cool and new and it's, it's got some strategy involved. Um, but I actually just prefer like standard, like Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest Eleven. Like what I loved about it is that it was a brand new game, but they stay true to like just fight, block, uh, or fight, defend, yeah. and magic. You know, like it was just like I like that a lot. Yeah, I can um, see that. And um, I do like battle systems though. Like when I said fun and creative, I like the ones kind of like what I was saying with Yakuza or. Uh, What's the other ones? Uh, Mario and Luigi and Super Mario, Super Mario RPG. Like I love stuff like that, or Paper Mario, I guess. Where I love it. I know some people don't, but like I love it. Like when it's interactive. Like even though it's turn based, you still kind of like need to get like good at this aspect of it. To at least you're not just sitting there and watching like fight, blah blah blah. Um, right. This is a big one. This one right here is the big one for me. When you're in an area that has weak enemies. You should just be able to auto win and get the experience without having to enter the whole combat screen thing. And a game that figured this out was Earthbound. Like, dude, remember Earthbound? Like, at a certain point when you were in an area, you just bounce into an enemy and it would say, like, you just won and you would get the experience. Yeah. I would also, and, honestly, with some, with some of those areas, to be honest, like, I would also be okay with just being able like in a pokemon game like just like avoiding them altogether. like if it came down to like me being level 60 and having to fight things that are going to be give me 12 experience points uh and just being able to like avoid them i would be okay with that too as opposed to like having to do those battles because i bump into those enemies right like i i think um I don't know many games that do this, but I, I definitely know Earthbound was one that I was just like, wow, this is forward thinking. Like, you just hit it and you just keep going. And you don't have to go through that. Uh, um, I can't think of any games that have done that recently. Like, I don't know. I remember I remember back in the day really annoying me with PS1 because you would hit, you would get a random encounter and like it had to like load the fucking battle. It was like a dark screen for a little bit. Yeah. Like so that was just, like I guess that's when I started getting annoyed by that. Um I would say um I would always love no more than four characters. I like three. I like three kind of the best, to be honest. Like three kind of is a good number to juggle because you could like you know, you can just you can stick with three. Like I feel like three is a good like you know, you have like a healer slash mage and then like a warrior. Like you have like a really good triad with that. Um, but I do like I do like when you have a like a some kind of job system where you can like swap out the people. Like you're swapping them out, but you're not really swapping them out. Like you're just changing up what they can do. And uh, I think Bravely Default does that like really good. Like you have four characters that you focus with, but you can make them into another character pretty much by just changing their job. I, maybe you don't, you don't have to call it a job. I think even um, Yakuza Like a Dragon has a job system. I haven't unlocked it fully yet. But yeah, that game has a job system. It's like, I wish more games had that. Um, leveling I can, up I can, be... I can take it or leave it sometimes with job systems. Like, I don't mind if it's like, you know, you pick a job and you can switch it, but some of these games where it gets really intricate and involved and becomes like a couple hours worth of the game grinding and everything, that is not for me. So this is what I'm about to like, I'm about to kind of answer, I guess, that in this next one. Um, leveling up should be, I just, like, I want to level up faster. Like, Assuming that the game is 35 or 35 hours or less, like I just want leveling up to be faster or reimagined. Like, um, I, in my notes, I have, uh, you know, like maybe we could do away with the numbered 
levels and you just have experience points. And uh, do you remember yeah. like Final Fantasy X? I don't know why I keep going back to Final Fantasy games. Um, Final Fantasy X, you kind of had like, you get to pick your, you get to pick where you are like moving your character, like the skills and abilities. Yeah, yeah. The big, the big ass orb system, or whatever. I kind of like that, like where you can, your character is obviously like a sword based character, but kind of like a job system, kind of not, where you can like devote the skills where you want, and then you end up kind of creating what you want out of that character even more. Um, I wish more games just yeah, I just do that. do that. Yeah, it's like you. It's not so much a job system, I guess. It would just be more of like a. All right, this character is your brawler, but um, at some point you can click to learn uh, fist and like how to punch or something like that instead of the sword. I don't know. Like it'd be it'd be interesting, or you can not learn it and your character just stays with the sword. I don't know. It'd be it'd be interesting if a game just did that where you just got experience points and maybe every 100 experience points is when you got to like pick a new skill i don't know it'd be it would be cool if we could just level up faster and feel stronger without having to like grind i guess um yeah, i could do that and a big one would be <laughs> probably for you too is like no padding like dude how many times have i been like complaining lately where you get to the end, like Persona Persona 5 was a good one for this. I got to the end and it was like kind of like what you said too. Oh, it's not the final boss. Even though that this guy had like three forms, this isn't even the final boss. You actually have a whole nother dungeon left. And that's when I was like, nah, I'm fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> that's for enough me to of be that. done. Yeah, dude. For me to be done with a persona game, like I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like I was a hundred hours in. Like I'm not about to go through a whole another dungeon and then fight another like five form boss, and maybe get another surprise. And so I was like, you know what? No, I can. I love the game. I love everything I got. But like those games, I do that. I'm just like, I'm just over the padding. Like I love the game. I feel like there's there's a point where everyone reaches in RPG where it's just like, all right. I feel like I got the system down. I feel like I've gotten all my characters where I want them. Like. Let's just move on to the boss. But it's like, hold on, let's fight three more, three more dungeons, and you know, then then we'll let you win the game if you beat the fifth form of this boss after completing this side quest. You had no idea you had to do. That's that's what I'm just like. Oh my god, we gotta. That has to stop. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any of that at all anymore. I never wanted it to begin with. So, yeah. I I do like a little bit of trickery though. Like, I do like a game that will build you up. I do like, I guess what I'm saying like I happened in Voice of Cards recently. Voice of Cards had, had you thinking this was happening, like they had you set on this path, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, this is what's actually happening. I like when games do that. Um, I like when the story flips, but I don't need the like, I don't need to have like a padding thing happen. Nah, I guess that's I don't, I don't. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I think we're we're pretty online with each other for the most part, outside of like you know, a few mechanics that you're very fond of that I am not. Uh, I think the the major things were were right on par. So I would actually be curious, you know, to our listeners in Serbia and Brazil, and I think we've got Germany now, um, Guten Tag or whatever. Uh, you know, to see what people are feeling about, like, you know, what do I don't know what people want from RPGs anymore. I don't know if it's like the hundred hour game or what. So I just know that I don't want to do hundred hour games anymore. I mean, maybe once a year, if I could find one that was like a franchise that I love, like Dragon Quest 12 can be 200 hours for all I care, but I don't want that to be the norm anymore though. And it is, that's, that's definitely the standardized norm. I think. I think the big issues lately is like the uh those games that have like they're like open world and they're like a hundred hours. You're just like, God damn, dude, like you know, like I know like Skyrim is one that everyone loves, but I feel like that, like I haven't beat the game because, probably because of that. Like it's too open. And you know, me being a thief, it's like I wanna steal this shit and then I go and do this and it's like the next thing I know, it's five hours 
of me just stealing random shit and selling it. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not even playing the game. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not like nearly as much the side quester that you are. So I don't get quite as distracted by things. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I love Skyrim, but that game is the type of game where like you can play for 600 hours and you're not done. Yeah. I think I have on my Switch, I think I have like 40 hours and I, I'm like in the, I'm brand new still pretty much in story at least. Yeah. That's because you're too busy breaking into people's houses and stealing all their shit. Dude, I went down the fucking hole of that, uh, what's that, like the thief, the thief side quest, that whole thing. And it's amazing. But at the same time, I ended up, like when I beat it all, I was like, oh, I haven't touched the story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely am not that person. <laughs> It's it's not a it's not a good life we leave us side questers. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I think unless you have anything to add, we're probably at the end of episode twenty-two of two thousand twenty-two. I'm good. That's all I have. Cool, cool. Then uh that should wrap us up for this episode. Uh we should be back, I would guess, in about two-ish weeks, as per usual. Uh with some more game pass stuff, which is now I mean, we're Xboxers officially. I don't even, I don't touch my Switch barely at all anymore compared to my Xbox. Yeah, I've been playing it a lot lately, but um, definitely, definitely more Xbox lately. I I do want to get back to PS4 at some point because I I will at some point because of uh, the new Horizon coming out. My PlayStation is, uh, the first one was, I liked okay. But I wasn't crazy about it. No, not the way that some people are. And with my PlayStation being dead, I mean, that's uh, I'm not getting a five and I'm not going to get my four fixed. So I'm pretty much just Xbox for life now. Uh, probably should drop our socials, which is just uh, I'm a little bit more active on Instagram at Flatcap Gaming IG. And uh, Phoenix, you can hit him with yours. Just. At Fartsy, P-H-A-R-T-S-Y. And the official Instagram account is RPNCast. And we don't post a ton, but we, I mean, we post like random shit. It's enough, it's enough to follow and like check in and shit. It's fun. You know, you know what I need to do is uh, I need to get the login from you because with my new phone, I don't have the login anymore. Let so, me tell you, it is three three nine. <laughs> <laughs> Please come and post for us. Uh, so we should be back towards the end of the month with another episode. And until then, I have nothing, peace. actually. I don't know why I said, yeah, peace. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye, Serbia. Bye. <laughs>